0: Welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love, like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity? So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with your host Matt Hatch from the Business Coach. And today I have the absolute pleasure to be in conversation with Julian Hall. And if you don't know who Julian Hall is, he's been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. He loves all things AI, tech, helping startups. But his big passion is really educating children into entrepreneurialism so they can create a future for themselves so hey julian welcome to the business success show
1: hi mac thanks for having me excited to be here
0: you're most welcome so thank you all right, so julian let me get straight into this let me um you're an entrepreneur you're a speaker you're an author and all of three uh books fantastic you're a technologist so how did you get involved or how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? What led you to that path?
1: So when I was in my late teens, uh, back in the nineties, as a young man, teenager, I wanted to look good, cool clothes, uh, but but I couldn't afford them. So uh, my girlfriend at the time had just graduated from the London College of Fashion. And so she could make the clothes that we saw on TV. And so we saw a gap in the market. We saw a problem that we could solve for us, you know, um, being able to, you know, look cool like some of our idols um, yeah. and for that not to, you know, to be able to afford it. But actually, then we could solve that problem for others. And so we started a fashion company, fashion design company, uh, myself and, and a bunch of friends of mine. And that really gave me the first insight into the journey of entrepreneurial thinking, which is being able to identify a problem that maybe you feel yourself, hmm. but then being able to solve that problem, repeat it, and do it for others, and then be able to do it that to do that at scale. So you know, we uh, so we ran that. Um, I mean, we didn't even consider it, consider it a business or consider ourselves entrepreneurs. We were just right. you know hustling, really. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of too young to really understand the the, the breadth of what we were doing. Um, but looking back at it, you know, we were learning a whole bunch of new skills. We developed a new mindset um, and it was our passion for, for really, I guess, well, not just fashion, but togetherness, because there was maybe seven or eight of us working together oh, and, right. you know, we, we were friends. We liked spending time together. Um, we like doing new things. You know, we like music. We like fashion. And all of that just kind of gelled together really nicely Uh, but, but ultimately at the, at the end of that became a product that we could sell and we could make some money from and We could generate a profit. So, you know, I always say that as, you know, teenagers growing up that kept us out of trouble for a few summers. Um, and then, you know, we all went our separate ways and started to consider other things, but that was the first real experience of entrepreneurship that I had.
0: So, so you're there with your friends. What were you around 17, 18, 19, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um like you said most most people most youth of you for that age want to have fun they're out with their friends they're doing all these things but what gave you know and you're there doing something a bit of a hobbyish thing but it was a business and why do you think your mindset was different from other kids your age doing what what what, what led you to that
1: yeah, so I think that um, the idea of making money probably wasn't alien to other kids. It's just mm. that they perhaps didn't have the confidence to uh, to do that. They, oh. you know, because back then the idea of entrepreneurship was just so far flung. It was always about just going out and getting a job, right? Right. But I suppose, and that's the reason why I say we didn't even, we didn't really look at it like a business necessarily. Um, But that said, but that said, um, you know, my uh, my girlfriend's parents were had run a business. Her older brother was in business. Um, And I guess, you know, there was an early influence. My father came from Jamaica um, and he set up his own business in Park Royal. So looking back at it, there were perhaps a number of subtle influences that I had, which maybe. Uh, suggested to me that I could do something similar, right? But these I know weren't conscious decisions at the time. Right. But looking back at it, I think that maybe some of those uh peripheral uh experiences or, or connections that I had helped to influence, help, helped to influence me. But also I think that um, you know, part of our driver was uh was fashion, right? So right. Much like the, the approach that we take with our kids, we know that if you are really passionate about something, you will you will keep exploring the possibilities of that thing, right? And for us, you know, our kind of culture at the time, music and, and fashion, we were really passionate about that. So we were we were exploring what was possible in that vein, right? And so um the idea of being able to make money from it came from the fact that there was a skill set of fashion design so we can make it so the idea that we could make a piece of clothing for five pounds but sell it for 20 or 30 pounds you know that was immediately in front of us right so the actual it we saw the profit in that and and I guess that was a motivator right you know being able to 5x um your return on investment I mean that that made that made you know sense that made good sense at the time Absolutely. and so I think that was just something that we wanted to explore
0: awesome now you've been an entrepreneur for over two decades now tell me something the entrepreneurial journey is not plain sailing you know the journey to success as entrepreneur is not that easy why do you think in your opinion that some people succeed whereas some people can't even get off the mark or you know they fall within a year two years three years what what, what do you think makes the difference
1: yeah, it's funny. Um, so one of my mentees, literally within the last hour, um, sent me a message and asked, "How come rappers um, set up food businesses, right? How come they're always setting up a drinks business or a food business?" Right. And I joked and I said, um, uh, that it's because they are mimicking others that are in the industry. So there are lots of rappers from the states who have either set up a restaurant or they've got their own vodka or tequila or whatever. And I was saying that. You know, the guys over here seem to be kind of copying that blueprint, which is great. But mm. I also said that, um, you know, food also has a really high, high profit margin. Food and drink has a high profit margin if you can get it right. Um, and then he said, and then he asked, so what business models are the easiest to start and are the most profitable? And I said, you're looking at it the wrong way around. I said, everything makes money. Everything mm. makes profit. I said, the two things you need to consider are one, um, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it? What it is? What is it that you love doing? And number two, on top of that, what are you really good at? What are you excellent at? And I explained it by saying that if you're not passionate about the thing you're doing, you won't you won't last the course. You'll give up. And right. if you're not good at it, then the product or service that you're developing won't be able to deliver enough value for someone to pay for it, right? Because it's just right. not good enough. Yeah. So you know, I, I said that you know, for me. So to want in answer to your question. Um I, I believe that, um, and, and there's a saying, which is that businesses don't fail, entrepreneurs give up, mm. right? And and I think the reason why entrepreneurs give up in the main is because they um, aren't that passionate about the thing that they're doing, right? right. So they, they give up because they have lost the passion. And maybe the passion wasn't there in the first place, Mac. Maybe they looked at what you're doing thought that looks easy and I'll give it a go right because they're not passionate about it because and because they're not good at it and because and that really equals authenticity right if they don't have that then it becomes really hard work which it is anyway but it's a bit like a sport um you know know, I used to play rugby my son plays football you know I used to do martial arts none of those things are easy when you're in the throes of it right right um it's all difficult but you're passionate about the game of sport so you play it even though it's difficult same thing with entrepreneurship I think that if you're passionate about it then the difficulty is really just about it's it's almost it's almost part of the enjoyment but you recognize that if you are um a runner and you're knackered at your t- at the first 10k you know you, you want to be able to run a marathon you you realize that that is just improving your game right um But but whilst you're doing it, it feels uncomfortable, right? So I think it's perspective. So for me, I think that um, a lot of entrepreneurs I've seen go into industries that they actually had no right being in. They were only there because Mm. they thought they could make a quick buck. They weren't there because they believed they could add value to that industry. Um, And then that becomes uh, evident and 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 i think they they give up and fall by the wayside you know
0: i think you're absolutely right there julian you know if they, they if there's no passion in what you're doing and it, it's not truly you and you have no interest in it and plus there's no purpose behind it the biggest when those obstacles comes when those challenges come it's easy to duck out and and get out of there and say actually and i've been there i've been there trust me, <laughs> my friend uh i remember my first uh business was a computer business and uh And 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 this was 1999, and I went to, I I set up this computer business, internet-related business, and because the trend was it's going to be internet, it's going to be .dot com, it was all .dot com era. But after a few short years, I realized actually I don't enjoy this, and the Mm -hmm. company had challenges. It took its toll on on me financially, took its toll on me health wise. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Now, Julian your best selling book one of your number one best selling book was entrepreneur to ultrapreneur fantastic 100 ways to up your game what's an what's an entrepreneur compared to an entrepreneur
1: sure so entrepreneurship is associated with business ultrapreneurship is associated with life so i remember coming home uh, you know one day this was maybe 2006 um after you know just setting up one of my businesses and you know I had a young family and I, and I came home and I, I took a pause before I went indoors and I thought man if all I had to do was run the business that would be one thing but I've got to run the business and I've now got to do with, with a young family right <laughs> it was it was a lot of hard work you know and I've got to make sure that I'm going to the gym getting enough sleep you know making sure I'm, I'm a good you know, member of the family and, Mm. you know, all all of the other things that you've got to consider. But but, but what I realised, Matt, was that actually um, all of the things in your life affect all of the other things in your life. Meaning, um, if you've had an argument with your partner, um, you know, that evening, you know, you're probably not going to have... You're probably going to be off your game you know the next day at work right Definitely. if you've had if you've not had enough sleep the night before you're probably not going to be any good to anyone if your health is suffering because you're neglecting your diet and you're not you know training and taking enough you know fresh fresh air and, and good sunlight then that's gonna similarly affect everything right so i think that when i looked at things like um you know business i looked at um, um mental health physical health. and and relationships, both personally and professionally, I realized that you've got to um, be able to manage all of those things in order to have a successful life. And that's what entrepreneurship is about. It's about considering and being able to balance, not, not balance perfectly, but to consider all of those elements of your life because each one will impact the other. And if you just focus on making money, but you forget about friends and family and your health, then that's catastrophic, right? If you just focus on on your health and you don't worry, and you you neglect family and you you neglect money, then obviously that's catastrophic too, right? You've got to manage in a careful way, all of those elements. And it can take time because you've got to then figure out how do all of those elements work for me, right? So what works for you may not work for someone else, um, and it's difficult because we're not we've not education hasn't taught us to be introvert sorry introspective enough to be able to think about what works for me as an individual. Mm. We are often trying to mimic you know that archetype out there and copy their routine when actually you've got to come up with your own.
0: Wow, awesome. so entrepreneur living life on your terms really uh, I love that. I love that i it was you, I mean, many years ago, when I came across that term, it was through you. Uh, I know we've known each other for many years and um, so, what's this entrepreneur? So I had to go and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fantastic. I'm glad, I'm glad But you know, we have a lot of synergy because years ago when I was struggling, I did that, you know, over two decades ago when I was struggling in business, I did neglect my family. I was working all the hours under the sun uh neglected my health didn't take care of it and so i so what you're saying is actually spot on spot on i want to talk uh about ultra education which is your company ultra education tell us what it is and tell us what the mission of ultra education is
1: sure sure so ultra education is a social enterprise which teaches entrepreneurship to children from 7 to 18 years old and our mission is to use entrepreneurship as a vehicle to increase the life chances of children and young people um, from less advantaged backgrounds, right? And we, because we've realized, and I've realized in my own life, um, and this may resonate with you, is that entrepreneurship is a really great self-development vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone that stuck it out as an entrepreneur has probably developed themselves as an an individual, not just their businesses, but as an individual, you've probably developed a whole bunch of skills and adopted a mindset that you can use in all areas of your life, right? Um, And in the social impact sector, we talk about life chances. So um, the biggest predictor of of life chances in this country, believe it or not, is the postcode that you were born in. Mm. Biggest predictor of your life chances, right? So Mm. they can predict how well you'll do Based on where you're born. Massively unfair. <laughs> um, mm. you know, but it, it is what it is. However, things like entrepreneurship can help you to break that statistic. It can help you to redefine what your life chances could look like, regardless of, of where you're born. And we've seen loads of examples of that, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, and so for us, we want to um uh create and or, or, or create a a way in which that success can be repeated because I guess for me, um, you know, I don't consider myself being any more special than anyone else. Um, but I've been able to achieve things much like yourself, Mac, which has probably broken the statistic right. of, of our demographics, where we were born, all the rest of it. And so I want to reverse engineer that so that it could be available to any child, any young person. And and, and, and I do that through delivering entrepreneurship. Some people do it through sports, through music, through other vehicles, you know, the vehicle that's worked for me and the vehicle that I'm authentic in being able to design is, is entrepreneurship. And I think that lastly, um, I want entrepreneurial education to be available to everyone. So if you think about um, a language, so let's say there was a child anywhere in this country that wanted to learn Spanish, or they wanted to learn chess, or they wanted to learn to play the guitar that's you know pretty easily accessible. They could pretty right. much go anywhere and be able to find that, right? But if they wanted to learn how to set up a business and they're 12 years old, they wanted to learn about entrepreneurship and they're 15 years old, they'll probably struggle to find, to easily access that information and that support. And that's, that's our ambition, to be able to make that really easily accessible.
0: That's excellent. And you know, the last time we met several years back, I said to you, it's, it's admirable what you're doing. The work you're doing, and and to go out there and wanted to work with children to help them to become entrepreneurial. So, like you said, it just you know, it, for me, it becomes an equation in terms of people now have choice, and if you can become an entrepreneur, you, you're more or less likely to fall into that statistic, like you said. Now, for those of our listeners who are tuned in, thinking, how I'm thinking of starting a business, but how how do where do I start from? Look, how did you start, or where did the idea of ultra ultra education come from? Why? How did you wake up one, day, or did you wake up one day and say, actually, my new social enterprise is going to be working with kids as an entrepreneur? What happened? Did you? Was there a process you went through?
1: Yeah, you know what? I wish I was smart enough to have said that I woke up with the idea. It it, it happened gradually over right. time, and I tell you, actually, um, so. You know, I had, so I had a, a digital agency in Shoreditch um, and we were delivering digital marketing services, right? Then I realized that it's difficult to market a bad product or service, right? right. So, so then I would start to advise myself, and my business partners would start to advise businesses on how they could improve their products and services because we were saying to them, look, um, you know, in order for the marketing to work, uh, you know, in a sustainable fashion, uh, one of the ways you'll get marketing is through social proof, is through recommendations, testimonials. And if your product and service isn't that good, you're not going to get that. So let's help you develop your product and service. Right. So then the agency developed into a, a kind of consultancy that delivered services or just a, a general business consultancy. Right. Because wow. we were really good at helping people improve their businesses, their startup companies. And so then I started to, you know, coach, consult and do that, um, uh, you know, a lot more. And then I realized that, um, you know, this statistic, nine out of 10 businesses fail. I looked at that and I thought in working with all these with all these businesses and all these entrepreneurs, one of the things I realized that one of the things I realized held them back was their mindset. Mm. So. It's not, if you think about it, the mechanics of setting up a business isn't actually that difficult. No. The the dynamics of it are though, and and the mindset is very, very difficult. And actually I've had a number of experiences where it, it was so difficult to move these entrepreneurs forward that I thought, okay, what's going on here? What is the, if I looked at first principles, where is this coming from? And I realized it was coming from the psychology, but I also realized, I wasn't qualified enough to be able to deal with that psychology, and I thought, you know what, there are there are more experienced business coaches and consultants who can maybe help these these grown ups, right? Oh. I then thought, what if I could have what if I could have worked with this entrepreneur when they were a child? Ah, oh,
0: I mean, right.
1: Yeah, right. What if I could have given you a mindset when you were a teenager that would then prevent you from saying, I can't do this now oh. that you're an adult. Right? Mm. That happened in parallel with my daughter who was six or seven years old and she was mimicking me. So when, uh, you know, we were in, I remember I was in Sainsbury's with her, you know, carrying her on my shoulders. And she said to me, "Um, daddy, what is that guy doing? I said, oh, he's stacking the shelves. She said, why is he doing that? I said, because that's his job. And she said, no, daddy, your job is when you are writing books and you're talking <laughs> in front of the computer, <laughs> And you're sending emails. And where did she get that from then? (laughs) And she was describing me, right? Right. So her her first idea of what a job was was an entrepreneur, right? Right. And then she started to kind of start to replay, you know, children mimic, right? You know, the people around them. But she started to mimic me. And family and friends thought that I was explicitly teaching her entrepreneurship, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't teaching her at all, but she seemed to have just been picking up all this stuff. Wow. And my wife, who uh, was, you know, a, a, a really well, a really experienced early years teacher, she started to explain that look, um, children can learn, you know, uh, six or seven languages by the time they're five, six years old. Right. They could become proficient at a musical instrument at a young age, and and actually entrepreneurship because she's been. You know, she'd been following my entrepreneurial journey and picking up, you know, um, business ideas and tips and and, and ways in which businesses can be successful at her own. She was part of the, the whole journey. And between us, we came to the conclusion that perhaps entrepreneurship can be taught. Because if my daughter was picking it up by accident, maybe this stuff can be taught. So a number of these things were happening in, in parallel. And so we started a pilot where we ran a a club in a bookshop in Brixton for about fifteen kids. Um, my wife came up with the activities with myself um and and we ran it, and it was a huge success, nice. right? um nice. we were we were blown away with the insights that kids had, the ideas that they had, the way they were able to quickly pick up concepts. and that's where it started.
0: Awesome. Well, good job, good job, good job with that. whilst you're on it, tell us a little bit you've got you've got one of your big events coming up very soon for entrepreneurial kids uh, tell us a little bit more about that how can people find out about that or attend if they so, so choose Yes,
1: yeah, certainly so we uh as part of our work run kids business fairs and uh on December the 3rd so week after next we have our ninth kids business fair and the idea of these events is in our programs we are helping kids to essentially set up a business Um, in the form of a product or service that they can sell, right? Right. And we punctuate those events, those programs, those weekly programs and clubs with events that the kids can show up to and exhibit, right? Um, And they are there to showcase what they've been working on um, and to sell, sell, sell. And uh, we ran our eighth kids' business fair at Wembley Stadium in April. At the end of April, we had 100 uh, kid entrepreneurs in the space. Uh for the one week after the next, we've got um 130 kid entrepreneurs signed up. Um so, you know, the team are just hands on deck getting everything prepared for the day. But it's a great family event. Um, you know, we uh we are gonna have business people, educators, people from the community there. It's gonna be at the Bobby Bobby Moore suite of Wembley Stadium. So I really, know. really yeah, really, really nice venue, nice. as you know. Yeah. Um, which is also a social mobility piece, right? We're trying to get kids into spaces that they wouldn't normally access so right. it helps to raise their aspiration and give them a sense of pride um and so we, yeah we're really really looking forward to it uh if you go to our, our website um ultra.education or if you look up ultra education on instagram facebook twitter uh the link is in our bio uh for the eventbrite um free tickets come along and, and enjoy the day
0: Awesome. Well, I think it's a good cause. Fantastic. Well well done you. Um, I'm just going to say one thing and I'm going to bring you back to maybe give us some final words around entrepreneurism or what you're doing with children. So you're listening to Mac Atram here with Julian Hall, the Business Success Show. And if you like what you heard so far, make sure you smash that like button, you follow, you subscribe, depending on which channel you are on. And so we've been talking all things mindset around entrepreneurs. We've been talking all things about success and failure. We've been talking about making a difference and having a social impact, especially the work that Julian's doing, helping kids to really aspire to greatness. On that note, Julian, any final words you want to add or say before we come to our end of our show here?
1: Yeah, well, look, Matt, I'd really like to thank you for uh, allowing me on your platform. Um, you know, you are an entrepreneur that I know lots of people look up to and it's been great sharing, you know, this this time with you um, just to kind of talk about our work and our story. And I, you know, wish you all the success for the future and, and you know, for your many listeners. Um, I'd just like to say to them that, you um, you know, entrepreneurship has been uh, a really great uh, development uh, vehicle for myself. It's worked for many of our kids. Um, we're really passionate about what we do. And if you stick to what you're passionate about and you, you have some great support around you, like individuals like you, like yourself, Mac, then, you know, it can help to ease ease that journey along.
0: Awesome. I love that. Now, before we end here, let me just let me just punctuate what Julian has said, um, because he might be a bit humble. But I want to say this you know anyone who has a child who think you think might want to develop entrepreneurially connect them with Julian or you are a parent thinking actually I want success for my child now if they choose to have a job in the future that's fine academic success will take them a certain way but real life success there's actually there, there has to be another way and if you can't do that as a parent or there's no one in the family they can aspire to Get them along to Ultra Education's program at Wembley, connect them with Julian, go and learn. Because when I was younger, possibly like you, Julian, there were, there was nowhere else you, you could go and say, actually, I wanna, I wanna study this as a child. And I suppose if I had gone down that route, I probably wouldn't have made half the mistakes I made, but everything happens for a reason. So connect with ultra education, connect with Julian.
1: Thank you, Mac.
0: On that note, take care, Julian. I really appreciate your time and effort on on this show and giving us so much, so many golden nuggets. Thank you and take care and God bless you, my friend. Thank you, Mac. Have a great one. You're most welcome.